0: Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there is a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
2: Jamit Dua and Mason Ginsburg, and this is all Pelicans all the time. Welcome to In the Know. This is an emergency podcast because Drew Holiday has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Mason, holy shit! <laughs> holy shit! What is going on? What? Hold on. Yeah. So, um, walking it back a little bit. Drew Holiday to the Milwaukee Bucks for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. And then when the news was coming in, it said, okay, uh, so, and some draft compensation. So on the surface, it was like, uh, what? And that doesn't seem very good. And then Woj was like, significant draft picks. And then he was like, three first-round picks. And then we're <laughs> and like, then... Oh, okay, we're hooking. And then he was like, <laughs> two more swaps. And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, what just happened? And so yep. Drew Holiday for three picks and two swaps to the Milwaukee Bucks and, you know, two point guards, which we will get into What? Where's your head at, Mason?
1: Yeah, I mean, this. Let's let's call it what it is. Like, we like first thing we we realized once this deal got the the final structure of it with all these pick swaps and picks was that. Yep. Okay. Let's just assume that Giannis is going to sign for Max now. Like, even if like that's technically kind of worst case for the Pelicans. Even if that happens, like, this is still a better deal than I thought. And you and I were both very optimistic on the Drew Holiday trade uh, trade front, but I think this is still even if you assume that Giannis signs Supermax, like this is still better than most of what I thought was probably going to come as offers, right? Would you agree with that? Even if even if I said 100 percent chance Giannis signs Supermax, you do you still take this deal?
2: Yes. Well, I mean, I I want to see where the the years are for these swaps and picks, but yeah, yeah for I, mean, sure. I I take this deal, and especially with Harden mucking up the market, you know, he was tying up Brooklyn, he was tying up Philly which are supposed to be suitors that gives teams like Boston and Denver and Dallas and whoever else wanted them leverage. You know, you're like, okay, where are you going to send, where are you going to send drew? What's going to happen. And we talked about for a long time. And we talked about it during the AD trade situation. is like, you need to find a team that's desperate, right? And desperation typically happens in a title window. We took, A lot of the LA assets because LeBron wanted AD, and you can't afford to waste a year LeBron. Well, the Bucks are in the same position where Giannis is up for a supermax, and they cannot play around with this man. You know, they cannot let him walk. So you got to put all your chips on the table. And frankly, you know, from their perspective, if he signs it, if this is the, you know, if it comes out tomorrow or whenever free agency starts, um, and the first news is Giannis has signed a supermax, that's fantastic. That is. You, you do that trade every single time if you're a Milwaukee buck, right? Um, so good for them. I think it was a good gamble, but this is a tremendous amount of value. And the Pelicans have 40 million picks for the foreseeable future.
1: <laughs> then, I, then I guess the uh, the Thunder have 41 million picks. But, yeah, I mean, uh, those it's it, it's great. And I think the good point that um, Matt, Matt Moore made just before we started recording here is that, you know, even if he signs the full Super Mac for the full duration, you know, they're, he could pull a harden you know like he could ask he, things don't go his way um this this bucks team they they are what they are at this point in terms of the their the cap situation so there's not much more they can do and so and obviously things change from year to year but i, I think they're still i mean if you're griff in the pelicans you you're betting that even if Giannis signs the supermax there are situations where you the picks are getting further out become very very, very valuable and so uh, i think there's a lot of ways that this this you know works out and obviously like and it, it, it's you have to remember, like it feels like an A D trade haul from the from the draft compensation perspective. I love Drew, but he's not A D. <laughs> and so I I again I feel like this is a pretty nice nice haul regardless of what happens with Giannis.
2: I cannot believe some people were letting people <laughs> gaslight you into thinking drew holiday wouldn't have receipts already You're, going you there. guys are letting the wrong people influence your talk i'm telling <laughs> you i'm not gonna name names but you know who you are you Know who you are and i cannot believe you guys let them talk you into that but in any case where do the pelicans go from here they, yeah they have eric bledsoe and george hill it's very possible neither of those guys want to be here. Um, well Eric Bledsoe Pelicans... said that before. To other <laughs> yeah, right. He has like a, he's, he has what? 3 2 guaranteed years and one non-guaranteed year left on his contract, right? Yep, yep. So the non last final year is for 3.9 million, small amount, but two guaranteed years left on his contract. George Hill has one guaranteed year and then one non-guaranteed year. He has 1.2 million. Both of them could be flipped for more assets if if the Pelicans so wish. Both of them can be used as players. The Pelicans with trading Drew need um mini Drew, which is Eric Bledsoe, who somehow beat Drew Holiday out into a, a deep all defensive team this year, you know. Um beat him out for first first team last year. So Bledsoe's not a bad player. He's just, you know, not what Giannis needs in the playoffs. He's he's a productive player. Same with George Hill, they're productive players. They could use those players. This year, if if they so wanted to, but they could also flip them if they choose to use them, it puts them in an interesting situation with Lonzo on the roster, right? Um, you can say, okay, well, Lonzo and Eric Bledsoe could play together. True, um, still very interesting given it's Lonzo's contract year coming up. That's fascinating, um, but two, you know, they they have all of these picks. There is no way with all the Lakers picks and all the Bucks picks and and their own picks that they're going to end up using all of these things. Yep. What's yeah. next? You know, you know what I think is next. <laughs> I mean,
1: are you are you gonna say? I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out what player you're gonna say because I know. Come I know on, what... there's only one player ever.
2: <laughs> Come Bradley on, Beal, huh? it's Bradley Beal. <laughs> no? no, I mean, send them seven first round picks. How can they say no? Send them Lonzo Ball, <laughs> George Hill, and seven first round picks. How can they say no? Oh man. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, but I, I think, like, uh, seriously, we, we were I, I was I mentioned on a couple different podcasts when we were recording the series with some other uh, these other teams um, that the Pelicans are either one of the options the Pelicans in trading is getting future picks because you look at the teams that were interested in trading for for Drew, you didn't see the player assets there. So how how do you get there to the value that I'm sure Griff wants to to trade him? And the answer is far up picks from teams that are less certain. And so I mean I for the, I quickly said I don't really want Miami's picks. I they're too they they win every year. Um I'd be a little bit more open to Denver but not super thrilled about that. Brooklyn, like you said, the window's short, so those picks look even better. Milwaukee is I don't know where they fall in that spectrum. Obviously, I, I mean the super Supermax it's not great, but but also, like that was this was always the play to get maximum value for Drew was getting a bunch of far out picks, right? And then to do to do what you're saying around making that next offer for for a star to to bring to, alongside Zion and or
2: Ingram. Yeah, I mean, it's just the optionality through the roof. And here's a question: Do you think they're combining some of these picks? So supposedly, they reportedly they got 24th overall uh, in this year's draft, and they have 13 overall. I'm, it's been countless reports that they're trying to move up. Do you think that happens? Do you think that they're going to combine some of these picks that they got to go get someone they really love? Do you think that's more of a, a possibility now rather than relying on another team to kind of field assets to, to find uh, a place to move up? They're just going to use the horde that they have.
1: You mean for this draft? Yeah, for this draft um you might know better than me as far as uh players you love but um I mean I I think it's certainly possible I I think you know now you get I I don't think the Pelicans are in a place where they want to make a bunch of picks this year um and so I think they'll you know I I could see a situation where they package a couple and move up a little bit and then send one out and just flip it for a future year something like that um but um but yeah I mean I'm I'm much more interested to see what happens with Bledsoe and, and George Hill um I know you're, you're probably more interested in the draft implications. I'm more interested in how they flip these, these two guys or, or keep, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, we, they, we could see the Pelicans keep one and move one or keep one and move. out who knows?
2: Yeah. I, I would be shocked if the Pelicans are done making moves for this year. I'd be shocked. I, I feel like they've got at least two or three more up their sleeves. If not with the picks, with some players, there's there this, this is not their final version of the roster. And this is before they even hit free agency. Right. I haven't, done a full breakdown of the cap after this trade yet, haven't had time to process all of it. It's a relatively cap neutral trade with the salaries going out, but they will be taking on the salary of the 24th pick. If they choose to keep it, that's an additional salary slot. So that that cuts into the wiggle room, but it doesn't meaningfully change the moves they can make this summer. And it doesn't meaningfully change the approach that they're going to take to free agency. Not yet, at least right. If they manage to pull off a bunch more trades in the next Forty-eight hours, then you know we're we're looking at something completely different. But um, this team has right now, you know, as where the roster stands, it's got players. It's got players that can that can compete. Eric Bledsoe isn't Drew Holiday, but it's not much of a drop-off, um, in my opinion, at least for the regular season, right? Not much of a drop-off, and then you're getting out of depth in in George Hill, and then you know you're probably bringing on a couple, you know, at least a lottery pick, if not a higher lottery pick. So they're, they're in really good position. This is the classic, okay, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. I'm going to um, slow things down by moving off Drew Holiday, getting a ton of assets, but I am in a position where I don't have to bottom out and tank completely.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think um, I, I I do want to push back a little bit on the the, the level of drop off between Drew and Bloodso because I think I think it's maybe a little bit more than you're than you're giving it credit for. But um, but yeah, I mean, my my perspective on this is is obviously uh, I I think we we agree and we've talked about the fact that the Pelicans are probably they're best suited to not freak out about this this specific season coming up in terms of making the playoffs like and i think everything we've seen over the past 24 hours is an indication of that chris paul is on the suns i think we i would say that their roster especially now with drew out of the picture the the suns i mean they're thin right now but they've got some obviously a ton of wiggle room to make to make moves they're better than new orleans as far as their likelihood of making the playoffs i think the, the uh the blazers made a great great move for covington um, I mean, cost them a couple of picks, but I think it was fair value. And so they're, I mean, they're already at full strength, I think better than New Orleans' son drew. So, I mean, this team, I don't, I, my hope is that they're not really, care, they don't really care that much about the playoffs next season and, and they're making moves that set them up for 2021 and beyond. Um, so, but, you know, again, I, I think, um, you yeah, know, I, I think it lo- looks like we've got the right uh, vision in place.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, you just, like, the Suns and, and the Blazers, you know, we didn't really touch on Robert Covington all that much. Uh, or So Robert Covington got traded to this, the Portland Trail Blazers for a couple second round picks. That's pretty interesting. They're going to be, you know, back in the mix of things. They're probably pushing their chips on the table to compete with Damian Lillard and all of them. And, and the Suns, they traded for CP3. So yeah, you're right. The, the playoff slots aren't very high. If the, Rockets kind of bottom out, opens up another one. But at the same time, something you didn't consider, Mason, is you only got to be in the 10th seed to push for the playoffs. Fair, fair point. That is, that is an excellent point. Yep. And so you just got to build yourself a 10th seed. And, and that's that's reasonable. That is very doable uh, with this roster. And, and, you know, if you get the 10th seed, great. If you don't get the 10th seed, then you, next year's draft is pretty loaded. That's fine, too. I, I do think it's meaningful um, to uh, to try to win every single game like that—that's got to be the understanding at training camp. It's got to be the understanding with the players, even if your front office materials are, um, sorry, your front office motives are completely different. So I, I think the understanding got to be like, okay, yeah, we moved Drew, but we're leaning on to Drew hollett I mean, we're leaning on to Brandon Ingram, we're leaning on to Zion Williamson. This is your team, and you're gonna take us to the next level, and and we are planning on winning every single game with you guys, but you guys are going to lead it there. Just kind of hand them the keys and go as far as they take you. And if they if they take you to the promised land or close to it, fantastic. If they don't, whatever. You know, it's it, this year. This year in a vacuum doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, but exactly. Um, I, I'm, I am very curious the approach here. Like, is it just that so and Hill are gone? For, forget it. We're, we're moving those for yeah. And, and that, those are guys. I think you could see you maybe you move them for um, uh, you know picks slash other pieces as as well. I mean, I, this roster still needs, regardless of which direction you take for next season, this roster still needs uh, some some additions here. And so it, it'll say a lot to me about you know, what What kind of positions do they want to put their current players in? Do, how much do they want to push them to be outside their comfort zone? Do they want, I mean, do, do they want Lonzo to, to see what he can do trying to assume more true point guard duties in the half
2: court? Do they I want Vernon it. Ingram? I doubt What's it. that? I, I, I'm just going to say, I doubt <laughs> it when the Lonzo... Yeah, yeah no.
1: It. Yeah, fair, fair enough. I mean, I, I, but just other, other guys, I mean, putting them in tougher situations to try to succeed, I think, versus um slotting them into the more of the roles they want them to play um yeah uh, I, you know, I think this is a very interesting season for um for for some of the developmental reasons um by the way did you see uh KOC's tweet just now
2: no what did he say
1: he said the Bucks are the Bucks ain't done apparently they're trying to uh pursue uh, a sign and trade for uh Bogdanovich from the Kings which Hell I don't know yeah
2: go go get them
1: Bucks! go how, get them how, how how would that work Capitalized, I they don't got, even care. <laughs> like Robin, they've got they got I, they got Brooke Lopez.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think that's it. Dante di vincenzo and they have Urson Erson Ilyasova. Uh,
1: oh, I guess I can guarantee that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah,
2: okay. Ilyasova, seven mil. They can get up to around 12, 13 mil per year on a Bogdanovich deal, which I don't know if he'll take or not, but. That's what Hollinger had him as his as, as value. Who knows, man? Whatever. They can figure out whatever they need to. Um, I'm unconcerned with the Bucks at the moment. All eyes on the Pelicans. All eyes on the next 48 to 72 hours on what's going to happen yeah. with the draft. Do yeah. you have any parting thoughts um, on, on what's happened tonight? Um,
1: stop doubting David Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> that's an announcement for everyone. I mean, he's, he's done some masterful work over the past two off seasons now already with the AD trade, say what you want about the, the being a perennial superstar in AD, but it, it was very clear the market had dwindled to pretty much just the Lakers um, offering anything of, of, of worth for a player like AD. And he still got a fucking haul. And now, he, and now Griff just did the same thing again with the Bucks. He, he preys on desperation. And so, Um, not that the Lakers were, I guess, were as desperate, but, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed. And like you said, looking forward to seeing what comes next.
2: Yeah. I just have to say, set your high, set your sights higher. Like anything that you're conceiving of with, with regards to this roster and additions, set your sights higher, right? Feels like anything is possible with David Griffin. Maybe I'm just writing a high right now, but set your sights high and, and I'm excited to see what the Pelicans can pull off with this treasure trove of assets. They have yeah. to do something with it. You can't squander it. You can't just hold on to it. You can't let it go to waste. Um, you got to do something. And I'm excited to see what they choose to do.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like we'd be remiss if I, if we can't close by just talking a little bit about Drew <laughs> and, and just like, it's, it's been a fun, I mean, stressful at times, but it's been a heck of a seven years with, honestly, the best dude this franchise has ever had. Um, in my opinion, it's been like, he's, he's, he's been just, an, just the, the ultimate pro he's been him, his wife, everything they've done for the city of new Orleans. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss the holidays tremendously in new Orleans. And maybe, maybe the day comes where we can resign him and he can retire in new Orleans, but this this does hurt. I mean, we're we're happy we're riding a high because of the value that came in, and, and that's what ultimately as fans we want to see the team succeed. But there's a human aspect to this too, and I love the fact that the Pelicans were able to get Drew Holiday to a team like Milwaukee with a legitimate title chance. Um, I just I'm just gonna miss him, and it's it's it sucks to see him go. Um, but I understand why it was done.
2: Extremely well said, Drew Holiday. Will forever be one of my favorite pelicans of all time. I really do think if they choose to if they choose to retire a jersey, it should be his i wouldn't I wouldn't oppose that in any sense. He has been a pillar of the community, even recently, during the bubble and after the bubble with donating his salary, opening up those initiatives for small businesses here mm-hmm. uh, and the black community in general. him and his wife have been just a strong part of new orleans and i'm very very thankful to have met them i'm very very thankful that they were a part of the city and and i wish them the best of luck on their journey absolutely thank you drew thank you drew
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Bladen. I'm Matt. And I'm Theo. And we are Stay Hot, the only podcast that gives you the hottest analysis and takes on the NFL and NBA all year round.
2: I know that there's a lot of losers and haters out there who don't think three sports TikTokers can hang for a full pod, but, you know, we're going to prove them all wrong. We're about
1: to dive deep into the NFL draft and are already hitting the NBA playoffs.
2: So watch Stay Hot on YouTube or listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.